0: Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Loveline, episode 523 from September 30th, 1997, a Tuesday night show with guest Jessica Bowman. Jessica Bowman, who is 16 at the time of this recording, is a regular cast member on Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman and proves to be a delight. She actually behaves and acts like a 16-year-old. She inspires Adam to recount his horrendous experience with nitrous oxide at the dentist, where he confirms that it was the Manhattan Transfer Christmas album that caused him to freak out, something that was left unmentioned when he discussed it on a previous episode. Adam remarks on a flashing light in the studio that resembles some kind of signal, and Drew says it was the hospital calling for him, and Mike hung up on them. Drew asks Adam to get caught up on what's been going on. Adam is fresh from dinner with the family. After the death of his step-grandfather, Lotzi, a few months back, they decide to celebrate his birthday as a family and go out to dinner. And Drew immediately does that thing he does where he tries to make Adam seem less attractive to female guests right off the bat. Regardless of age, Dr. Drew's always going to humiliate these men. A very classic episode indeed. It is Jessica Bowman's debut episode, and only known episode in the archive. If she has any follow-up visits, we will find them. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Cathwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One There as well, and Podcast One.com, the Home of all Your Fair Podcast. Mahalo and get on. The following program
1: is a podcast1.com production.
2: <sighs> Two Three, four, Welcome,
3: to Live, Live. With
2: Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with
3: pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. I'm going to write it you, you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right,
0: all right, keep your shirt on. Loveline's meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain
3: sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew
4: and Adam Carolla. Yes, it is. Phone number 1-800-L-O-V-E-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. He's a board certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. And tonight, our guest from Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, (laughs) Jessica Bowman. You can uh, find her on uh, the aforementioned show. Saturdays, 8 o'clock CBS, never miss an episode. episode. No, see, quite honestly, I taped the show, and that's why I didn't know when it was on.
5: Oh, well, see, I tape your show. That's why I knew that it was on five days a week and not seven.
4: <laughs> and uh, I just got to sh- shift gears here for a second. Drew, I don't know if you noticed, but there's, like, a um, homing beacon that is going off yeah, what underneath. Is
6: that? What is that?
4: It's one of those things uh, that fighter pilots carry in case they have to uh, eject over the Salton Sea. It's, uh, well, why is it
3: under our... our I don't know
4: why that's going off. Uh, Engineer Mike, do you know why that's going off?
3: Someone's trying to call you.
4: No. What are you talking about? You see think? It's get under there, Mike. Looks, looks Nothing's like going to explode, yeah, is it? Yeah,
6: plane's coming in for a landing right, right here in the studio. far so,
7: they're on the air.
4: Oh, shut up, Mike. Mike, just get under the desk. And, uh, <laughs> and while you're down there. Oh, no. You I fix it? not, didn't it? Yeah, it'll be back. Uh, that would I know this stuff. for me. No, okay. It was. It was? Yeah. Why do they have the number in the studio? Why
6: do we have Mike answer the damn phone? That's what I want to know.
4: They, what, did they, he just hang up on, yes. on the hospital? Yes. Anyway, I'll do it later.
6: All right. You and I said less to each other tonight than we normally do. So let's get caught up here. Okay. Uh, you went to dinner before we came here.
4: Yes. Yeah.
6: Uh, my grandfather passed away. He doesn't away, Jessica, look like about... this. He's a lot be- less well-camped usually, and smells a little bit. You are... hot date tonight? <laughs>
4: no, <laughs> smells a little bit. Do you have? Um, do you have to sour all our young, nubile guests to me physically, <laughs> Drew?
6: Any more than they have already uh, when they? Uh,
4: Behold your, your Please do your, not do not burst highness. Jessica's bubble. <laughs> Jessica, you came in you were uh, you thought, "Wow, well, wow, for radio, there's a good-looking guy, right?" It
5: smells great. I yes. noticed that right away.
4: Yes, that is the Thrifty Brand electric shave. <laughs> it's not exactly the high-quality electric shave, but it's, it's the same generic equivalent, just a little different color. I'm um, <clears throat> with choke there. I'm smitten uh tonight, uh, my grandfather passed away a couple of months of a uh, couple of months ago, I'm and sorry. tonight, well, he was very old, but we loved him we loved him dearly Tonight is his birthday. He would have been ninety four tonight and he's from Hungary, so we went to the hordeboji <laughs> that is the uh, er, every word in Hungarian sounds funny as a matter of fact i'd like to move to Hungary and become a comedian. It all ends in g y i yes a neophyte pupnock in the Hor
5: hordeboji
4: hordeji it means. Um, uh, uh, Joe's Eatery. It means uh, goulash gone bad in Hungarian. Ah. And um, anyway, we went there in sort of uh, memory of him tonight. The family gathered around and uh, argued what, over, uh, over some chicken.
6: What, what members of the family uh, convened?
4: The, everybody but my dad. Okay. So we, so your we mom keep his. And your uh, dad will be like, no, they can get together now. Oh, Ever really? since my sister's wedding, they kind of mellowed out. Now, your
6: your mom and your grandma with you in the room, right? Right. Uh, they gang up on you at all? No. Had they heard you saying any disparities? Yes,
4: my oh. grandma was busting my nuts about uh, something I was saying on the air the other night. My grandmother listens to the show quite a bit, and, <laughs> and it's and when she doesn't listen to the show, she has her spies who listen to the show. So she uh, pipes up, usually after a Chardonnay, and says, uh, Adam, I heard you, uh, somebody reported, which is even scarier than her hearing it firsthand. Right. Somebody reported that you were saying that I told an old girlfriend of yours to put her hand in your ass. <laughs> I said, Uh-oh. uh... Is this just above the roar of the restaurant so everybody could hear? Yeah, yeah. she uh, she cuts through it like a knife. <laughs> So I said, now grandma, hold on now. This is completely out of context. Drew had a uh coloscopy. Is Col- that what you colonoscopy. colonoscopy. Yeah. And um that's something else. Right. Uh anyway, he had a colonoscopy.
5: Which is what? Which that is
4: when d- they a, take go a ahead, scope Drew. and go into the colon all nine feet. How do they get and into it, the it, colon? Hold today. on. Jessica's young. How do they get into the colon? <laughs> <laughs> through the anus.
8: This
5: sounds like yes. so much fun. But through the deal is, through
4: I, whose anus? More. Yours <laughs> okay. truly All right. Thank but,
6: you. But the deal is, I, I read an article tonight that suggested that if we had enough endoscopists out there and if we properly screened everybody, there would be no colon cancer. Really? There would be no colon. It was virtually zero. Because colon it's so, everybody, so. Because it's so curable so, early on. Because it's so slow spreading. And it no. No. It, it, once no. it actually turns to cancer, it's fast spreading and it is a guaranteed terminal illness. Well, I'm thinking of prostate cancer. Yes, prostate. But early, early, it's it's so easy to so easy to pluck it out, just like you would a skin cancer. That that's it. It's over.
4: Right. So. But I'd still rather die than have nine feet of cable put in my ass like you did the other okay. day. Okay. And it, and I'm this is no hyperbole. Oh, thank God you're a woman. I mean, you may have to make that trip to the gynecologist a couple times a year, but uh, you do no, not have no, to no. have nine feet of cable no, in your 50, ass.
6: Over women, well, women should at least have the sigmoidoscopy, which is three feet of cable,
4: every three to five years after
6: 50. Everybody should
4: have that. And they increase it a foot for every every year after that. Yeah, I mean. you know, so have by have the time
6: added, you're in your 80s, you yeah, have the you whole have, spool. If you have any added risk or any, any any pathology down below, then you get all nine
4: feet. So.
5: I am so happy I'm so far from 50 right oh, now. How old are you? I'm 16. Oh, oh baby. Oh, <laughs>
4: Drew, you, you, we, we're both getting sued now. <laughs> this is statutory rape in California. <laughs> Talk about uh, putting cable in one's ass in front of a 16 year old.
5: But see, I have like 40 something years, 44 years until anything goes up.
4: No. Oh, My y- part. Yes. Well, 30. Unless you meet the right man. 35. Oh, God. Uh, okay. All <laughs> I'm right.
5: erasing that thought from my memory right please, now.
4: Please, please do, you delicate flower, you. <laughs> All right, so you're actually someone on TV who plays uh, the age of the character that you play on TV.
5: No, see, I play older.
4: Oh, you play I'm older?
5: I'm 17
4: on the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> that That's figure. the same. That's good enough. And most of the time, they have uh, people in here like, uh, you know, the cast of uh, Beverly Hills 90210. You know, they've, 30, been, they've been in their fifth 12. trip to rehab, They're chain-smoking and drinking. Uh, they're they're playing a spry 19-year-old freshman. Hey, their kids <laughs> are the age of the
6: 90210 original right. cast.
4: Leif Garrett has got uh, more uh, forehead than the Elephant Man. <laughs> I mean, who's... Wait a minute. Who's Leif Garrett? I don't know. No, uh, what's his name? What's the guy? Uh, oh, please. I'm no, looking Luke, I know, for this. I know Luke. I know Luke, Barry. Luke. Luke Perry. Luke Perry. Well, oh, I had a little 70s flashback there with the Leif Garrett. Geez, you weren't even born when he was on top. Uh, she wasn't even born in the 80s. Hey, uh, I was born in
5: 1980.
4: Oh, my God. <laughs> my 80, God. 82, right? 80. 80? Yeah, she's I'm 16. Uh, 16. 17. Okay, almost 17. All right. Anyway, uh, we're going to get to some calls. We're going to talk a little about the uh, Dr. Quinn. Is it fourth year?
5: No. Fifth? It's like it's fifth. I can tell you it's a sixth season.
4: Think about that. She was born the year I graduated from college. Oh, my God. That is uh, sickening. And she's uh, born the year I would have graduated from... Uh, Carpet no. cleaning. <laughs> Yeah. So it's in its fifth year?
5: It's in its fifth year.
4: And uh, every- Sixth
5: season. See, so, yeah, I'm going to get wrong, so I'm going to say sixth season.
4: And and no signs of slowing down?
5: No, the ratings are going up, actually. Season opener was Saturday night, so everything's going quite well. And
4: who is the audience for this show? Don't take that the wrong way, but, I mean, it's, it's it seems like uh, the young and the old.
5: Well, it's like a family show. People go right. home Saturday night, and they... Want to watch a show that anyone from two to, you know, on up there can enjoy mm-hmm. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman.
4: And uh, you're uh, What's-Her-Nose's daughter. whats her nose's? Jane Seymour. I well, no, read the we've bio. Had, uh, what's what's the, the... Jane Seymour is, by the way, the woman that other women like because she has small breasts.
6: Ch- and Chad, which Chad? Chad, yeah, Chad's been on the show a couple hey, of times. I so Chad's
5: yeah. here. I'm like, Chad? <laughs> No, Chad Allen is my brother.
4: He's he's been on the show a bunch of times. Oh,
5: yeah? Yeah. Right. Such a cutie.
4: And let me explain uh, the uh, difficulty with the publicists. You know, I hate publicists. I don't know if uh, you've heard me mention that on the show before. And part of the problem is the bio because um, I know I'm shifting gears here for a second here. And this is uh, not a reflection on you in, in any way, shape, or form. But Drew's heard me complain about this many a time. When I get the bio, I just want the pertinent facts. <laughs> now, once in a while, there's things that are interested, uh, interesting, I should say, on here. Like, for instance, uh, your dad was a uh, chemist, I believe.
5: Is, yeah.
4: Is a chemist. Uh-huh. And um, your mother's an interior decorator, and you come from... Uh, Walnut Creek. Walnut Creek, California, which is kind of cool. And there's a couple of things on here about some stuff you've done in the past and all of that. Uh, but nowhere on here <laughs> is the time of the goddamn show.
5: Well, you're... Well, you're supposed to know that. (laughs) You're supposed to know exactly when Dr. Quinn is on. Uh,
4: Not the time, not the network, not the day. Yet, there are uh, juicy tidbits like, uh, for now, the willowy, auburn maimed actress is exploring the rough-hewn pleasures of frontier love as her young character crosses the threshold into womanhood. Now, See, that was creative. This is great if I'm home <laughs> on the toilet, but it, it doesn't really do a whole lot when I'm doing an interview. I'm supposed to work that in. Um, okay,
5: I'll help you. Um, Saturday night.
4: Saturday night. CBS. 8 o'clock.
5: 8 o'clock.
4: Okay. And uh, with that, we will go to the phones. Ashley.
5: Hi, guys.
4: Hey, you're 20. Hi.
9: Yeah, um, I have a kind of uh, an embarrassing question, I guess. Um,. Me and my friend, have, we've been friends for about six years, and uh, we got into a fight about a year ago, and I found out during that time that her boyfriend of three years was very interested in me, and I uh, carried on a relationship with him for about six months, and um, me and my friend are friends again, and he's starting the same old stuff again, because I ended it with him, and. I don't know whether I should tell her, because now they're planning on getting married, and I feel like she should know about it, about what he's been doing. What
6: and so I, Would you be willing to sacrifice the friendship to at least provide her with the information she needs to make a judgment about whether or not she should be marrying this guy?
9: See, I don't know, because we didn't get... I don't know. We had a lot of fights and a lot of problems in the past, but now we're getting along so good. I understand, I don't but, but I
6: understand you don't want to use it, lose it. But it, do you care enough about her to be willing to sacrifice the friendship in an attempt to at least be helpful? Yeah. Okay. Indeed. Then that's your wait, No going further. That that's your answer. I mean, that's it. She needs to know this. She's about to marry this guy. It may cost the friendship. Probably won't.
4: Um, frankly. How old is uh, your friend?
10: She's
4: 19. And uh, how old's this guy? 23. And did you, did you say that you guys went out before this, or you just had sex?
11: We just
4: had sex a lot. D- don't put it that way when you tell her about it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, boy, my sore. Listen, i got to come clean.
9: No. I mean, I don't...
4: Wait, you had sex a lot while they were uh, going out?
9: Well, he told me cuz we were not friends for a while before that and he told me that they were having problems and that he didn't want to see her anymore and that he had broken it off with her, which was all a lie.
4: All right, but all right, so you have a defense, but Yeah, except for you knew what was going on.
9: Yeah.
4: Uh, see, yeah. everybody knows what's going on. Yeah. They, see, just, uh, they just they uh, just deal do with reality, people
6: deal with reality on reality's terms.
9: The thing is, though, is she's caught him cheating twice and hasn't done anything about
11: it. Well, she's so... going
6: to marry him. That's what she's going to do about it. She's going to dig in real deep. Listen, this is up to her to make bad decisions like no. this.
4: But uh, at 19,
6: she shouldn't be getting married anyway. I, I, mean, I
4: don't you. even think this one is going to make it to the divorce phase. I smell annulment, True. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't even think they'll go whatever the few months it takes to officially then yeah. get divorced. Huh. I think sh- this is going to be annulled. Why do you. Is she pregnant?
9: She's been pregnant twice and had two abortions.
4: Uh, mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. But, Jessica, you see what you got waiting for you?
5: (laughs) Can I add a little bit of a sure. Jump in. My thing, Ashley, is this is your friend. And if, you know, she's forgiven him twice in the past for cheating on her, then just by telling this girl that her boyfriend's doing this, I mean, I just think it's something she'd want to know. And letting her accept it the way she wants, whether it be marrying him or breaking it off, you know, as a friend, you should tell her what you know.
6: But it's with her. It's going to cost the friendship. Probably. I don't
5: know. I don't Possibly. think
6: so. Like. I I kind of
4: agree with you. I don't think it will I because she has a so. defense and. Uh, All right. All right. So, so for she her no best interest. A- yeah. Ashley. Yeah. You know how you normally play stupid. Yeah. I want you to play extra stupid. Okay. And tell her you just had no idea. You thought they're broken up. You're, you know, and you're doing this out of friendship. You know, some data was published tonight that suggests.
6: Uh, listen, twenty percent of American teenagers and are, are physically abused. Ten percent sexually abused. And they have an ex- and these are who we're talking to here. They, they have an extraordinary predilection for teen pregnancy then. Two abortions, 19.
4: Yeah, but what is the... I mean, is it one of those things where, where you hear those late-night PSAs where they go, um, one out of every three women will be raped before her no, 12th birthday? Well, it was,
6: it was by their own report. I mean, is it, it was, one of those things where they just
4: count uh, many, the bad... Listen to what we talk to every night. Do you think it's uncommon? I know, but we are, uh, we are magnets for screwed-up people. I, I can't believe that this is any kind of representation it, of society. Oh yes, oh, it yes. is. Oh yeah. Oh geez, I'm going to kill myself. Oh come on.
6: It's 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 what I see when I go out there and practice medicine all the time.
4: Jessica, you have a boy. Uh, you have a boyfriend. I don't have a boyfriend. Oh okay. I could <laughs> just, raise just you like my just own. Cause you,
6: <laughs> just because you live now in the pristine Hollywood world, yes, insulated from reality, you're such a big I'm, shot now that nobody can, can, can what do you mean I'm not engineers. I
4: had my people call you just this weekend what do you mean I'm not accessible anymore you're not connected oh. with reality oh, thank God. you know we should just go back to Dr. Quinn days <laughs> that's it Everyone there was sex
5: before marriage marriage at 17 kids at 18 when everyone
4: dies at 35 <laughs> <laughs> but it, Life's it, happily ever it after. was still a better
6: percent of kids don't make it through age too still a better
4: mm. place hey did That's they true. get into uh, so some, did yeah, they get into sad. good stuff on dr. Quinn like um, you know an abortion or um, the herpes or anything like that
5: um, they've they've played with a couple of different ideas that did actually happen most, most of dr Quinn is based on a historic. Let me try this again. Most of doc, most most of Doctor Quinn's facts are based on historical trivia,
4: and and the, the from a, the, from a, 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 an actual uh, frontier
5: historical events, yeah. And the date is like
6: 1860 or so. was 1870s? Yeah,
5: 1870.
6: I mean, medicine was uh, practiced by charlatans, and uh, you know, I, I mean, really it really was right. a mess.
4: Right. Not not today, where it's practiced by alcoholic golfers. <laughs> Go to hell. Uh, Back then, it was charlatans. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, actually. Uh so all right but I'm sure you've had some very special Dr Quinn episodes.
5: Our most controversial was about Walt Whitman. Mm-hmm. And proposing the idea that he was gay in the 1870s and that was like our big one of the season. But
4: but that have you had a breakthrough. Walt Whitman gay you really Well, kidding. No,
5: actually a lot of people were offended. A lot of people felt that this was, like their family value show and you know gay did not exist and that never did happen. You know, this is Walt Whitman. You know, a claim poet and writer. No, he was not gay. That's impossible. Oh, of course. Of Listen, now
4: you know anybody idea. in the arts is, is gay. I mean, any writer, any poet, and uh, any artist are gay. Please, um, But have you ever had? And I don't know if you guys do this or not, but did they ever do um, this week on a very special Dr. Quinn, Madison? Woman? That was
5: the Walt Whitman.
4: That was one. only one. Walt Whitman's gay. That's a very special <laughs> one. Doesn't somebody get cancer or something? Yeah,
5: we've had breast cancer. Oh, okay. See, well, there you go. That's a very diseases. special one. That's one where Dr. Quinn, Dr.
4: Quinn plays by her own rules. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a little inside joke there. But you know that uh, Del Cecchio, or uh, <laughs> what the, what's it? No, I just heard the advertisement on uh, the radio today. Uh, Della Ventura, this new, uh, he's a P.I., uh, I don't know what station he's on, but it's the new uh, Danny L. L. L-, L show. Da, da, da. He, uh, oh, you're making fun of me now? It took 45 <laughs> minutes speak. to spit out that I'm last contagious sentence. i now. Uh, I don't know if you heard of it, but uh, Della Ventura, he plays by his own rules.
5: Yeah, all the power to him.
4: <laughs> I always play a- chess with him sometime. Oh, yeah, he just pick the pieces up and run. Just throw the board on the ground. Throw the board. <laughs> Carlos. Yeah? You're 17. Oh, yep. Nay. Hey,
1: Hey, yeah, what's up? Uh, I wanted to ask um, Dr. Drew a question. Yeah, Carlos. Yeah, I get these anxiety attacks, like, constantly. Like, they usually last, like, all day. Right. And I think about, like, death a lot.
6: And about I, about hurting yourself or about no, no. frightened about death? or
1: It's just, like, I think about, like, what will happen after death. It's like so you get
6: sort of it. intrusive, obsessive thoughts.
1: Yeah, like, obsessed with death.
6: Are you obsessed with other things?
1: Mm, not really
6: tell me more about yourself you've been depressed a lot or
1: depressed not really not that i
6: not that you're aware of when did this all start
1: mm, it was going on about a month ago yeah and then, like just started about maybe three weeks ago was something
6: happening in your life back then
1: mm, not really
6: you haven't lost
4: anybody anything um, like?
1: my dad that's it well he didn't die but what was, like
4: gone where'd he go moved out yeah that's something
6: all right, that, that's for real, okay? That's a big change, isn't it? Why would he move out?
1: Problems, my mom.
6: What's the problem? Yeah. What's the problem?
1: Just problems.
4: <laughs> was he drinking or she drinking? Yeah, he was drink? drinking. Okay. <laughs> See, it's like a, it's really it, it's really a fun and uh, magical adventure we go on when we talk to our listeners. It's like um, it's it's like trying to open a crate with a uh, with a uh, teeth. It's sort of like a ballpoint pen or something. It just uh, takes a while, but you loosen up the top, and you never know what you're going to find in there. But you know all the while the crate's going to go, no, 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 no. No, no, don't open me. Don't do it. It's not so. All right, so he was drinking too much. Your mom threw him out?
1: Yeah, well, he chose to leave.
4: Because his mom, your mom made him? Yeah. All
6: right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Next time I get fired,
6: I'm going to choose to quit. <laughs> Because we don't mean to make funny. I mean, this, this is heavy stuff. And people your age really don't even realize how much they take responsibility for what happens in their family, how much the strife, how much the chaos in the family impacts on your emotional world. I mean, naturally, you get depressed. Naturally, it's hard to concentrate. Naturally, your grades go down. Naturally sometimes people act out sexually and get pregnant or get into drugs to try to escape these horrible feelings that you're stuck with. You're having panic attacks. Yeah. Probably it's because you're depressed, probably because you've had some heavy hits here as a result of the feelings attached to watching this go down, having an alcoholic father, having him leave. God knows how that went down and how he made you feel when he left. It's it's heavy. Be be kind to yourself. Allow yourself to have feelings. Of course there's going to be a reaction to this. But also get yourself the help you need. I mean, you're, you're acknowledging the stuff going on here. The symptoms you're having, you're you're totally detached from where they're coming from. In other words, the obsession about death is not because you're obsessed about death. It's because you have some heavy feelings, and it's generating these obsessive, intrusive thoughts that are actually protecting you from your feelings. Go get some help. Talk to somebody. Deal with this directly. And uh, s- stay focused on school. Don't
4: do anything where you can hurt yourself. Don't get involved in drugs. Don't use your pager in an irresponsible way, <laughs> especially whilst doing a national radio show. Drew, didn't I talk to you just last night about getting the vibrate yeah, mode on I've that thing it. fixed? Yeah, i got it. What do you mean you've got I've it? i got it. I just didn't turn it on. Oh, please. You it's mean, on. what'd that you do, out. get a new one? It's on. You got a new pager? got a new pager. Because I yelled at you last night? Because I've been planning to get a new pager. Because I yelled at you last night? That helped it a lot. Jessica, mm-hmm. like uh, during the OJ trial? OJ trial? Yeah. He's chamber, remember that he, guy.
5: Yeah, yeah. I kind of Who knows where he's going? Just him. follow.
4: Just just follow him. Did Doctor Quinn do like a uh, spousal abuse episode?
5: Actually, I wasn't on the show when OJ trial was. Wow, on. has
4: it been that? I've, it's you no. Know, well,
5: the show's been on for you know, like I said, five years. Uh huh. But I replaced a character about four years ago, three years ago. Mm. So so you just, just missed it. Into it. Wasn't OJ
6: like that. six months ago?
4: It seems like <laughs> yeah. it. I think we're talking about a different... I think that's a where they argue over, the um, whose piano and whose urn this is. All right, Jessica Bowman is here. She's from Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Uh, Dr. Drew Medicine Man is going to the phone to call the emergency room, and we will be back.
7: I began to float up
8: and away from
3: my body. Uh, lady, you better get back here. If you're not here, when Love Live returns, they're going to be... <laughs>
6: Well, our friends at SeatGeek aggregate tickets from every major ticket site online. They put them all in one place. You can make comparison shopping for tickets very easy, very similar to a travel search engine like Kayak, something like that but it is for sports and concert tickets. There's no better way to find baseball tickets this season. And if you use the promo code LOVELINE in the SeatGeek iPhone app, you will get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. Take less than a minute to download the app today. SeatGeek also has a technology called DealScore that calculates what every ticket in the building is worth and whether the price you pay is is worth it for that ticket. Pretty good deal. And one of the features I like most is their interactive stadium maps. You can see the ticket options mapped out to the row level at all Major League Baseball parks. To redeem your promo code and save $20 on tickets, Download the free SeatGeek app from iTunes Store and enter promo code LOVELINE in the app. SeatGeek will then send you $20 once you made your first SeatGeek purchase of $100 or more. Download the free SeatGeek app from iTunes or Google Play and enter promo code LOVELINE today. The SeatGeek app is your ticket to your favorite team seats for 2015.
3: Thanks for making the big podcast with Shaq The number one sports podcast On Podcast One and iTunes And Shaq made headlines again this week It's Kanye West's birthday party I
7: wanted to do something special so I sent him a little video MVP, I did it by myself Another jab at Kobe I don't throw jabs, I throw knockouts Alright, was this a knockout In your past oh, you, Was this a knockout play, huh? Kobe, tell me how my <laughs> <is>. <laughs>
2: By the way I, by way, I thought I it. paid Google to erase that. (laughs) Google, you you owe me an
1: explanation. The Big Podcast with Shaq. That's me. It's up right now at
11: PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastONE.com.
5: Hi, this is David Spade, and when I'm driving around listening to the radio, if there's absolutely nothing
4: on any other station, I listen to Loveline with Adam and Drew, because I'm naughty. Yes, he is. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Carl, Dr. Drew. Jessica Bowman is here. She is uh, on Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. She plays uh, Dr. Quinn's daughter. Colleen. Colleen. And, uh, I don't, uh, you're starting your own practice this year, huh?
5: Well, I'm starting a romance with a doctor who I ended last season was saying I would start a practice with. But we'll see what happens. Oh, so
4: the two you are going to like
5: branch off into a, being partners.
4: Yeah. And it's not is there There's another series to grow out of that? Oh yeah, it's going to be like Joni Loves Chachi. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Frontier version of uh, Joni Loves Chachi. So, uh is this show is this show in syndication yet?
5: Yeah, it's on every morning at nine a.m.
4: Oh, you getting a piece of that action?
5: You know, it's really nice. Oh, for Christ's sake! <laughs>
4: oh, you're just breaking my back. Well, it's so unexpected.
5: Like you go to, you know, you're checking the mail. oh please! Oh, when I was these sixteen, things come every once in a while. It's oh, so nice. when
4: I was sixteen, I was uh, I was mowing uh, the lawn of the neighbor's house for four bucks. <laughs> oh my God! And you just. You just uh, sachet out to the mail and oops, uh, <laughs> there's something nice for the well, kitty.
5: No, because I don't get, you know, it goes into a trust until I'm 18. Oh! And it goes to college. Oh, and oh, oh,
4: oh, let me tell you, if I were your folks, I'd put you in rehab right now. <laughs> that's i that's Preemptive so rehab. No, you don't have a problem, I'm sure. I'm sure I don't, you've never no touched a, a drop of liquor or a, a kilo of heroin in your life. But the point is, is. You're going to be 18. So don't
6: worry, Adam's on me about my kids the
4: same way. Yeah. Put you them in. The children? I, yeah. Oh, so show them. Show so the they're tr-
5: younger babies?
4: That's insulting. Come on. I don't know. No. They're heroin
5: him. addicts, as you put it. So. Show them show
4: the pictures. Oh, there. my God. Look at that. They're so
5: cute. They're so happy.
4: That could all be yours. Maybe like
5: the happy family. He'll
4: leave his wife tomorrow.
5: <laughs> they're adorable.
4: I'm just saying... I don't want you to run into this big wad of money when you're 18 and spin out of control like some of these Hollywood times. Oh, you know what I mean?
5: I hope I won't.
4: Well. I don't think I will. Where do you want to go to college?
5: I'm never going to say no. Where right. do you want to go to college? Um, well, starting in December, I'm doing UC Berkeley correspondence. I'm going to do it here. Is that where you want to go? I don't think so because the freshman class is so beyond huge mm. that I don't want to be in that overwhelming area. And plus, I grew up in that Bay Area. It's too so so I mean, large. Where
4: do you want to go? I want to go
5: to Harvard, but we'll
4: see what happens. What do you got to go? You don't need to go to school. You make <laughs> okay, more, like more like money than all the professors. Right, Listen, know. just buy yourself an encyclopedia and, and go home. Which, Sit in your palatial estate.
5: Pretend like I know a couple things. Yeah. Read the Tharish to get a vocab, and well, that's
6: about d- it. If we get a
4: real education, go to Amherst or Williams or Swarthmore. It's <laughs> a real Where'd you go, Drew? Amherst. <laughs> <laughs> I
5: <laughs> don't know. What I a had coincidence. a feeling that was coming.
4: <laughs> Listen, you want an education, you go to Valley College, maybe Pierce out in the San Fernando Valley pick up a real education, and you can uh, get shot at in the parking lot.
5: Sounds so much fun. Let
4: me, let me explain, seriously, because I've plotted out your career.
5: Well, did you go to college?
4: No, I didn't go to college. And look at me now. <laughs> I go out to the mailbox, I get a kick in the ass, I come back. There's no check out there.
5: Victoria's Secret uh, Catalog.
4: Drew, uh, Drew and I have the only TV show that's on an hour a week, seven nights a week, and we don't get an effing penny. I mean, it, it's really. We might as well just start our own cable network, and we we'll just do like a, you know, a public access or something like that. It's really the same money. Oh, meanwhile, you're pampered on the set, and you just walt- waltz oh, out yeah, to the it's mailbox. So and, nice
5: when I talk about it. I'm not actually like working ten and a half hours a day in oh, school,
4: please. But you're 16. You think you're having fun. You haven't learned. You haven't learned to loathe <laughs> really it like know we what have. I'm doing. <laughs> but listen, let me explain about your education for just one it. second. Uh First off, with the type of education that you're currently receiving, you're probably be further along than half the college students in this country anyway, because you get the personalized attention. Correct. You have the uh, tutor on the set and whatnot. Number two, I don't know if you've watched the news lately, but uh, fully two-thirds of the kids that go to college die of alcohol poisoning <laughs> in the first semester.
5: Well, there goes college. You All right. It.
4: Number three, the reason you go to college is to learn something, to then go out and make uh, apply your trade and make some money. You've got plenty of money. All you need is a satellite dish and a computer. You watch the uh, History Channel, you watch some A&E, you w- uh, watch the, um, uh, you know, uh, get, get yourself some books on cassette, uh, fire up the, the, you know, punch into the uh, AOL on the computer. You don't have to leave your house.
5: I don't know. I always thought college was like, further your education, your interests, nah. become more culture.
4: Nah. Nah. Just a bunch of horny guys getting drunk. <laughs> That's <laughs> all. a complete waste uh, of time, uh, right? Here, here, yes. In
6: fact, here's something. Somebody faxed us a proposed... Fixture for 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 college uh, uh, dorms and bars, called the this is this is the industry news. This is from Industry California. It's called the vomit fixture. Uh, the fixture would be marketed to commercial institutional plumbers. Uh, let's see, the oval shaped fixture is comparable to conventional fixtures and large opening. But it's it's a it's a vomitorium.
4: So, meaning instead of a urinal. Instead of a right. toilet, instead or of you can place it in different other other places
6: than where you would put a urinal. Say,
4: I see. This would be the Americanized version of bidet. the uh, bidet. Right, right. I vomited in an ice maker in Tijuana once. <laughs> have you ever vomited? No, never no. in my life. Really? No, of course worry. I have. Oh, you have? Yeah, but because of excessive uh, drinking. No. No. Really?
5: You get zits if you drink. This is what I've decided. No, you don't. Yes, you do. No. And you get chubby.
4: No. Okay. Yes. Yeah, but you get ch- you get chubby. But <laughs> I'll who just cares? In
5: fat it with zits. It's oh,
4: okay. who cares if you're fat and you got zits? Uh, guys will have you anyway.
5: <laughs> just to be drunk and be fat and have zits, it's just not worth it.
4: Okay, I don't know where the zits come from. The zits are hereditary. Oh, they really are. Boy. People are talk Oh, please! No, nothing clear, clears your pores out better like a shot of all right, tequila. All right? We, we think will one call All right, well, put down the <laughs> put down the email and uh, new
5: skin remedy. Shot of tequila. Becky. Hi. Hey, you're 22. Um, I have a problem
12: becoming like intimate with guys. I've never even been on a date. I've never kissed a guy, and I like feel like there's something like really wrong with me.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: Any clues?
4: No. Mm. I mean, mm. I I'm I getting a gambling uh, feel. kind of want it's to gamble. Itching, yeah, I got itchy gambling finger. <laughs> Becky? Yeah? Should we be gambling on you? No. No? Not uh, had anything go wrong in the childhood? No, not really. Uh, mm. uh, there's oh. a dramatic pause there. Only child? No. Why don't you give me a dollar for that one, Drew? Give me Don because no. you put the hand up, and you said, hold it. <laughs> Come on. I gave you a dollar last night for some lame comment you made that you're right a dollar about. I
6: dollar I'd given to you. It was equally as lame.
4: No, I was right on with my so comment. So was I. Well, you're supposed to be smarter. You went to college. <laughs> All right, so, Becky. Yeah? Are your parents religious? No. No. Do you love them? Yeah. they still together? No. Um, how do you feel about your dad? Uh, I don't know. You don't like him much? But what?
12: Well, I'm kind of like separating myself from him because he has cancer.
6: Ah. Oh. How long has he been having been dealing with cancer?
12: Um, he discovered he had prostate cancer and colon cancer last November, and actually,
6: 80 and tomorrow he's having a liver resection. So. Yeah. Is that bad? Yeah. Uh, before that, were you sort of living with him possibly having cancer? Um.
12: Yeah.
6: How long have you been living with that possibility? Or the the reality of him having some form of cancer. Probably eighteen months. Eighteen months. But That's this really still doesn't really explain him. it. And was he a was he a
4: heavy drinker? No. Mm. He must be a small. I mean, how old is he? Sixty-five. Uh, can have did him. he? Um, so did he ever abuse you in any way? Maybe physically and mentally, but not in the other way. All right. See, I've, I couldn't want a buck. So, what did he do to you, Becky?
2: <laughs>
12: well, he he wasn't very nice to my mom.
4: Uh-huh. He's
12: been married three times, and he isn't a very good husband. But he is a good father. I mean, he was overly strict
4: and everything. But uh... I mean, no, he's you know, there's a how, how by, he... by the way,
6: I was thinking about this the other night. That there is a huge difference between strict, structured, and
4: abusive. Mm-hmm.
6: And I think what a lot of our listeners consider strict,
4: tough, is really abusive. Well, Drew, you're quick to hop to the abusive. I mean, I I, I don't know that... Uh, your definition of abuse is is um, I, if, uh, if, a little if, bit judgmental uh, sometimes. Uh,
6: I'm judging it based on the outcome of the individual I'm talking to. She okay. was abused. Uh, so I know that that was
4: not just strict parenting. It was abusive parenting. Did he strike you, Becky? In the face? <laughs> oh, a- boy. <laughs> I am so close to hanging up on you, Becky. Anywhere. Well, he
12: spaked me at the belt a couple of times. Okay. But it, I mean, I don't have anything
4: against him. Yeah, I know. I know it's weird because he um, has cancer and, and you're dealing with all of that, but we're trying to get to the bottom of this, and it's important to be truthful, even though I, I think you're having some reverence for him because of his condition.
6: Well, it's also a guilt. You know, there's, a, there's all kinds of fantasies that go along with having that kind of rage at somebody that abuses you. I don't ever remember him hitting me or being mean to me.
4: It's what people have told me. But, well, people you said he was physically and verbally abusive. But people have told you he used to strike you with a belt. Uh,
6: okay, let me strike you with the belt.
4: Oh, Becky. Yes. There, there's a reason why you're 22 and you've never been involved in a relationship, and it's probably because of this man.
6: It has to do with your primary objects, your primary relationships. Okay, that that profoundly affects your ability then to go out and carry on relationships with your peers. If it's, it was a horrible experience for whatever reason, it's gonna you're gonna shy away from it.
4: You know. What the hell does that mean? If you
6: experience interpersonal relations as, as abusive and horrible, it's going to be you're, you're going to tend to stay away from them. Right.
4: Okay. So it's, more, it's a it's a a
6: possible reaction to that kind of. Uh,
4: uh, you know, All right. So here's my advice, Jessica. You jump in anytime.
5: I'm going to leave this one to you. Too.
4: Oh, okay. Um, you're in a real weird position right now because you have a lot of. Um, uh, ill feelings for your dad, but you have a lot of guilt for those ill feelings because of your dad's current condition. This is going to... Uh, he's going to pass away, but your troubles will not pass away with him. This is something that's going to haunt you for a while, and you're going to wrestle with it for a long time. I, I would suggest making as much peace with him and as much peace with your feelings as possible while he's alive. Right. So you don't try to hook up with an
6: abusive guy to try to make it right, with, right. In, in your life.
4: Then uh, get into some therapy and sort some things out. When you get this relationship sorted out, then the rest of the relationships will come very easily. Mm-hmm. Or at least uh, without uh, as much difficulty. Sounds, sounds pretty simple. Al. That was good, huh? Right. That was yes. really good. I'm you see? I didn't go to college.
5: No college and you can do it. Oh,
4: big, Maybe I'll just skip college. Big trip out to the mailbox for that big fat residual <laughs> oh, check. How long has those uh, residual checks been coming?
5: Uh, about a year.
4: Oh, a year, and you really wouldn't even have to work. I mean, you don't have to work anymore, right? Because uh, as long as the show I work gets for lost, the
5: joy of working, not for getting paid. Jeez. Oh, that sounds cheesy, but I mean, it's you made true. A lot of money
4: oh, <laughs> oh, this God. is such. Oh, and uh, you know, I'll bet uh, uh, who played Dobie Gillis. Uh, b- <laughs> Bob, Denver. Bob Denver, just like to kill you. All, all these guys, all these guys the past, from the past, that just got. Before
5: nineteen eighty,
4: they just got. You know, uh, they just got rolled by the system. You know who? Uh, well, we paid. Uh, you know, Jay North made uh, two hundred and twenty-two bucks a month doing uh, Dennis the Menace, and uh, that was it. As a matter of fact, he owed them money at the end. And the thing's been like on, un- you know, syndicated for the last 35 years, he hasn't seen a penny. Well, a, the, the big thrill is he gets to go down to the uh, IHOP and, uh, you know, sign a few uh, autographs once in a while or something. Oh. oh, okay. All right, I'm over it. Are you sure I wasn't in a series that I don't know about, girl? <laughs> if, if I was in any kind of series that I'm not aware of, please, somebody call in and tell me about this. I may have uh, I may have been in the Brady Bunch for a short yeah. period of time as the is <laughs> the, the fourth there. troublesome nappy headed brother. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. I'm
1: starting to itch. i will be right back. Dr. Drew will say something brilliant, but no one will hear him because Adam will be making funny
2: noises.
6: TriCom, Mike. Yeah, TriCom, great product. That's right. It's uh more effective at reducing itch than one percent hydrocortisone, which is the usual topical story that you can get over the counter. That's I, the way people typically use, right? That's what they typically yeah. use And I want to remind people always make sure if it's something in any way out of the ordinary, be sure to see your doctor, see a dermatologist, to make sure it's not a derm or medical problem, because the skin can express underlying medical conditions. But if it's just plain old winter itch, winter skin. This TriCom can really be very effective. You can also use TriCom in the warmer months on bug bites, poison ivy, sumac, and other skin irritations. And there is the TriCom money back itch free guarantee. If the user is unsatisfied, they mail back the empty tube for a full refund, Mike.
3: Yeah. And, and you listen, you probably already have two to three of these anti-itch products in your medicine cabinet already. Mm-hmm. And, and they're just not going to get the job done the way That Tricom is. So turn to Tricom. Look, money back guarantee. I mean, come on now.
6: That's right. Even if they are as effective as Tricom, hydrocortisone has a bunch of side effects you may not be aware of. And this will give you the same itch relief for winter skin as the hydrocortisone without the side effects. And it works quickly and the relief lasts. Okay? So Tricom. Tricom is your stuff. That's right. Be sure to get Tricom. And remember the itch-free guarantee. If you're unsatisfied, mail back the empty tube for a full refund. That is Tricom.
4: Hi, this is Tom Arnold, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Well, I got your name right that time. Yeah, I think that was like the fifth take. Yes, it is Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. It is Loveline. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Jessica Bowman is here. She is from Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. You can find her and um, her other... Um, Western cronies
5: (laughs) what are you trying to say (laughs) I
4: don't know Uh, it's 10 o'clock pardon me pardon me I'm back it's uh, 8 o'clock on Saturday on the fabulous CBS network Uh, fifth season and uh, no signs of slowing down Uh, to me this is uh, this is it you'll be rich by 18 forget about college just relax find a nice guy don't marry into the industry don't be going out with Charlie Sheen or something like that just find a nice guy Find a nice podiatrist and just call to a life. Raise the I'm kids. Gonna, I'm going to follow your advice. Yes, don't get into trouble. Stay out of Hollywood. <laughs> All right. Well, where do you guys film that?
5: Um, in, it's right over Malibu Canyon on Canaan Road.
4: Oh, is it, that's it's where a, the set is? Agoria. Yeah. Is it like where MASH was?
5: Yeah, that's what he just said. I have no idea where MASH was. Probably. But we're at Paramount. MASH
4: Ranch. was just uh, a famous sitcom. From the, yeah, you know, I know, oh, Mash that. Was, oh, okay. but I know where MASH was, I do not know where it was right. filmed. <laughs> Probably, uh... Probably was uh, there. If um, if you see... Uh it was about as far before she was born as you bet your life was before you were born. Oh, that's scary. Jesus Christ, that is scary. All right, let's uh, go to the phones. Zach, you're 15.
1: Hey, guys,
4: what's up? Hey, Zach. Hey, Zach.
1: Um, I actually have two questions. I just remembered my second one. All right, the first question is, is that um, one of my friends told me that, like, people who smoke, like, a lot of weed will get, like, serious acne. Now, I don't know if this is true it or not. It certainly
6: affect your memory and you're you're uh, showing us a little example of <laughs> this evening. Well, <laughs> but it does not cause acne to my knowledge.
1: No, because like a lot of my friends like smoke weed like on a daily basis mm-hmm. have like serious acne, and so does my older brother.
6: I I don't know of any association that has scientifically been made out there. And I've not really noticed that myself. I treat a lot of marijuana.
4: The, this the pot didn't call cause the uh, acne. The um they're they're smoking to forget, the acne.
6: Yes, uh, yeah. It also makes you a little bit inattentive to things, perhaps. And the uh, acne has treatments, uh, and you should certainly avail
4: yourself of that treatment. Uh, and makes that. a good point, which is uh, the four pounds of funions you ingest <laughs> directly <laughs> after smoking the marijuana may be the cause of Pretty the enough. acne. Perhaps <laughs> uh, I do though. I, why do Hesher guys always have bad skin? It seems like
6: not all. Yeah. I, it's not been my experience. I, I've treated a lot of a lot of marijuana addicts.
4: A lot of, of weed on the set of Dr. Quinn?
5: I can't say that I know of any.
4: Okay, good. Steer clear of that, huh? Steer clear. Let's go. All right. uh Next. Val. Yeah. You're 20. Yeah. Ooh, that voice. Wow. Um, mm-mm.
13: I don't really have a question. I kind of need advice.
4: Mm-hmm.
13: Um, I've been thinking about getting a
4: No, divorce hang on a second. Let's, let's bet. You, you want to bet just yeah. based on the voice? Yeah, Geez, yeah. I wasn't getting a whole lot from that voice, but all right. Val?
13: Yeah.
4: Mm. How tall are you?
13: Five two.
4: Mm. Hmm. How much you weigh?
13: Um, 115. I just had a baby about six months ago.
4: Okay. okay. Why don't you go st- state your question? All right. State the question. Said.
5: What is going on? We're
4: gonna gamble on her past, <laughs> and so are you. Why don't you run I, down to the mailbox and g- right go down now. to the mailbox and get a dollar? <laughs> You, you don't have a dollar? A I don't have
2: a
13: dollar.
4: Look at you. You're dressed like an a Ewok I, I or something. I dressed up too much, didn't I? Oh, she's like a cuddly <laughs> little bear. <laughs> well, she's wearing a, a jumpsuit. like. A, hey, a, I just came from work. She's dressed like a Christian rapper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Val, stay, state the question. Okay.
13: Right, um, I'm thinking about getting a divorce. My husband's in jail right now. Mm-hmm. And we haven't even been married a year yet. How nope. old is he? He's twenty-three.
4: Okay, hold on. okay, we're gonna gamble now. All right, not Jessica, yeah, you had to get wallet. it all. You had to ever spit it out. Huh? Oh, she said too, too much goulash tonight. I can't get the wallet out of my ass. All right, uh, Jessica, you don't have a dollar. I, I don't
5: have a dollar, but oh, I this, will is, watch. this is
4: this is now you will be involved, and uh, this is uh, chivalry is not dead. I'm throwing a dollar in for young <laughs> Jessica, even though it's sixteen. She makes more than I'll ever even uh, look at. <laughs> Period. Period. I have
5: a feeling this is not true, what you're saying, but okay.
4: I know it is. Mm. But don't worry, I have earning potential. <laughs> Somewhere. Uh, yeah. Perhaps okay, so by the time I get to my 50s. All right. We all have a ball. dollar out, and here's what we're doing. Um, we gamble on people's past in these shows. Um, uh, the reason you are uh, where you are today is usually based on your upbringing, what the environment was like at home as a, as a youngin.
6: And the, the gambling is to sort of highlight how predictable that is and also to kind of break in before people have a chance to defend against our confrontations. And, and it's just
4: do. good radio. And Drew can make a few bucks.
5: So what are we going to say about Valerie's past or Val's past?
4: Well, uh, their first tip-off is she had that little girl voice. And there's always trouble with that little girl voice. It suggests a developmental arrest. She sounded like an
6: 11-year-old. Right. Okay. I'm going with the... A- it, and, and she's what? married to a guy who's been in jail a year. She has a child at 19. It's all a lot of chaos in her life. Okay.
5: okay. Is she still here?
6: She's uh, on hold. She's
4: on hold. Okay. All right. Would you like to go first or shall I?
5: I'm so not going to go first right now.
4: Okay. you. I'll go first. Um, you can go second. Okay. I'm going with uh, issues with daddy. Uh, Be specific because I'm going there too. Sexual abuse, physical abuse, uh, abandonment. Uh, daddy abandonment. Just dad left. Is that good at, enough? Yeah, sure. Dad, le- give a, give a scenario. Um, dad left at three, two. Uh, I don't know what time it was. Three years of age. <laughs> That's a little cock humor there, Drew. Yeah, okay. uh, I'll go. Uh, I'll go before five. Okay.
6: Okay. So I will go with dad was a very physically abusive. Oh, uh, uh, a lot of a lot of violence in the home. Okay, Jessica.
5: Okay, but what time did he leave? Because I would have to say six. You're going six is an age when you're, like, Daddy's little girl. You're going son. past.
4: All okay, right, so you okay. go you go six in past. Uh, I'll go six in, in earlier. Okay. Yeah. okay, with Daddy abandonment. Okay, okay. so Daddy's little
5: girl and Daddy's gone. Yeah. Right, okay. Let's see
13: who's right. I'm right, right, Val? you got to win um, $3 dollars here. Actually, thank you. I'll owe me a dollar because <laughs> you're all wrong. Oh. Actually, it's my brother, but... Um, what, what
6: happened with your brother?
13: Well, he was abusive one. He abused you? Um, he... Yeah. In what way? Um... Well, my parents worked a lot, mm-hmm. so he was, we're about six years apart, so he was basically um, the person who basically punished me if I got into trouble.
6: Mm-hmm. So he was physically abusive to you?
13: Yeah, I mean, he, it wasn't like he beat me. Um, he was the one who spanked me and disciplined me, basically.
6: Look, uh, uh, <laughs> he, at the time, he must have been 15. Yeah. Fifteen-year-old is no position for making those kinds of decisions. Fifteen, be,
4: younger than fifteen, even. And
6: before, right? And what else did they do to you? Anything?
13: Um, no. How, he was just the person who disciplined me. How old were you when you first had sex? I was thirteen.
6: Okay. Anything before that?
13: No.
4: Um, dad, and mom still together? Yeah. Oh boy.
13: They've been together for over twenty-five years.
4: Sounds a little bit curious. Something more going on here. Yeah, we can't quite get. We may not get. Uh, who'd you have sex with when you were thirteen? A boyfriend. How old was he? Twenty.
13: No, he was fourteen.
4: Uh, let's see. Uh, brother. Uh, no shenanigans with the brother sexually. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Uh, just uh, light spankings. No, uh, all in out. Hey, you weren't. You weren't uh, terrorized by him.
13: I felt terrorized just because. Just because he was, you know, the one, he was more aggressive than my parents were.
4: Where
6: And where were your parents? Why weren't they involved with your life in any way? Why, why did they allow him to run roughshod on you like well,
13: this? Well, every time I told on him, my mom would yell at him, and and I would, you know, get pinched harder.
6: Where would he pinch you? On my arm. And, and why do we get the sense there was a lot of violence in the home? Was there a lot of
4: yelling and screaming going on? No. No. Okay. So why'd you marry a guy and went to jail and get pregnant then?
13: Actually, um, he got in trouble before we met, and they, it didn't actually catch up to him until after we were together. Mm. He had to go through almost a year worth of court.
4: Mm-hmm. What did he do? Drugs?
13: No, um, malicious mischief. He, this, um, he was with a couple guys and they went out robbing cars.
4: Uh, you mean like carjacking?
13: Yeah, well, they didn't take cars. They took, like, the stuff in the cars, yeah.
4: Just busting open windows and cramming uh, cassettes? and. Yeah. All right. And you want to know, should you stay with this guy?
13: Um, well, I've decided that I want a divorce. Um, the thing is, is he thinks that some way in the future we're going to get back together, and he wants this happy little family with our son. And he planned a trip to Hawaii. That's where his mom lives. And he wants me to go there. And I said, okay, because he's getting out of jail and he needs to spend time with his son. But I just found out that the tickets are one-way tickets. Mm. And his mom hasn't really been part of his life at all. And now all of a sudden, you know, we have this baby. I don't know.
6: I'm I'm always in favor of trying to work things out on behalf of the child. But uh, you guys got a lot of work to do. And how, how old is he?
13: He's 23. Man,
6: you guys are
4: so young. My God.
13: Mm, babies.
4: Uh, did you get married because you're pregnant? Yeah. Okay. Well, at least you did the smart thing. All right, Val. Uh, yeah, we're all we're all we're all a little uh, mixed here. I smell more trouble than you're actually letting on.
13: Well, when I got with him, I was kind of on the rebound.
4: Do you, were you <laughs> doing Were you doing drugs all along, or anything like that?
13: No. Um. Yeah. When When I got together with my husband. I had just got out of a three-year relationship, yeah. and I had um, an abortion. I was kind of, like, pressured into it.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah. This is all more, more than, there's more here than meets the surface. It just feels that yeah. way to me, too. But uh, be that as it may, we got to go to break. So
6: I mean, it could be, you know, there are other, there are other psychiatric conditions that make people behave strangely. All right, or
4: Val, the, number one, here's what I would do. I would make any decisions uh, you make toward your relationship based on your child. You know I what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you think it's best uh, that he be with his dad and that you guys be together and that you be in Hawaii, then go to Hawaii. If no, you I, if I you don't. think uh, that you'd probably be better off on your own than you would with the con, um eat macadamia nuts. I would I would <laughs> stay here and uh, let him go uh, rekindle the relationship with mom over there in Hawaii. Well, what a surprise that he didn't have much of a relationship with his mother. Whew! Well, you learn something new every show, don't you, Drew? phenomenal all right uh jessica bowman will be here when we get back she's from dr quinn medicine woman and uh dr drew you'll be here i expect okay
1: <laughs> what's the music about what oh the music <laughs>
6: This is Dr. Drew for True Car. Everyone is talking about transparency these days, a word you hear a lot, because people want it. So when it comes to making a big purchase, like perhaps buying a new car, you expect some transparency in the buying process. This is a process that gives you the confidence to know you're getting the fair deal, right? So you can really look at all the details. To understand the power of transparency, you need to check out True Car and True Car's mobile app. True Car not only can configure the car you want and how you want it, but you can see what others actually paid for the same car you're looking for down to the zip code, so right in your area, you see the very same car. So you know what you can expect to pay for the car you want? Pretty transparent, right? And once you decide on that car, you can lock in guaranteed savings on an average over $3,000 off MSRP. Then you're connected with a trusted True Car certified dealer that will honor your savings without any negotiation, no shenanigans. So when you're ready for a new, transparent car-buying experience, save time, save money, and never overpay, download the True Car app today.
4: Love Line, confronting the uh, the media or uh, the uh, publicists, I should say. All right, phone number. Eh, forget the phone number. We'll be back in ten seconds.
2: This is Love Line on radio station.
4: Jessica Bowman is our guest tonight. She is on Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. You can find her on CBS Saturdays at 8 o'clock. She is is Jane Seymour's daughter. Correct. And uh, Jane Seymour, I'd like to talk about Jane Seymour for just one second. Women love this Jane Seymour. Oh, she is so beautiful. She is beautiful. I used to love her.
6: You You got those twins. Guys
4: aren't, I never hear a guy saying anything about Jane Seymour. Women love Jane Seymour.
5: Well, Jane Seymour is well,
4: she's a beautiful woman. woman. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. It doesn't have, have a ounce of sex in her. To me, It doesn't do anything for me. But a beautiful woman.
5: I have not been, you know, having sexual feelings. No, but I think she's gorgeous.
4: She's definitely a beautiful woman. But I, sometimes I like to sit around and think, like women are very competitive when it comes to each other and it comes to beauty. And there are certain women that other women can't stand like a Pamela Anderson type. And then there are ones that they really like. And uh, she's one of them. Yeah, cause Jane she's- Seymour. Jane Seymour. Because she has small breasts. No. Yes. <laughs> Believe me. This
5: is what you've come to in all your years. Believe
4: me, Drew. I always write with these lame. They, these theories sound bizarre and lame, but they always end up being. There's always a, uh, always a bit of truth in these things. They get around to something. If Jane My Seymour truth. was a D cup, women would hate her like they hate uh, uh, the the cast of Baywatch. They love Jane Seymour because they know guys don't really care that much about them.
5: See, I don't think that's true because I know a lot of guys who think she's gorgeous.
4: I, all guys think she's gorgeous. They're because just she is. because she I'm is gorgeous. Kidding. That's right. But um so um so is a uh, piece of art, so is a piece of uh, you know a, 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 a classical uh, music or something. Guys appreciate, yeah, that's nice, but they're not really interested. They just think it's nice. That's that's the Jane Seymour thing. They think she's a beautiful woman, but they're not sexually drawn to her. Now don't get me wrong, I would do her. <laughs> And so would Drew. So would Drew in a heartbeat, wouldn't you, Drew? No. Yeah, but um, but women like her because guys find her beautiful, but they're not going to leave their wife for her.
5: I don't know. I think it's because she has like a natural beauty that some other you know women in the public eye, like Pamela Anderson, don't have. She has a beauty as a mother. She's a mother of six children. Oh. Yeah, six children, and there's like something natural about her. Did she adopt some of those? um, I believe. Four are hers and two are through marriage.
4: Ah, uh, okay. Um, four what? Four, four, are four came out of her and two are from ma- uh, marriage. Yeah.
5: But I just think it's because she has like a welcoming beauty. It's you yeah. Know, she she's in the public eye and she's talking and mm. she just yeah appears bright. nice and lovely. Yeah, some
4: about her I don't like. Mm-hmm. Really, she's not bitchy on the set. Uh uh-uh. She's real nice. Yeah. Real nice. Real nice. Real friendly. Real, nice. Real nice. Really. Yeah, you know where your bread's buttered. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, uh, there'll be a uh, little, uh, little uh, fever come into town, and uh, Jessica's character will be killed <laughs> off. If talk, there goes
5: Jessica. Uh, any smack, High and uh, that yeah, the the is, smitten. there will be no more train. trips to the
4: mailbox. The what?
5: characters get on the train when they're, like, being dismissed. Oh. oh, really? They're like, this, everyone's afraid. If so like, the, see producers, it them on the train.
4: producers do that where they go, uh, they start checking their uh, their watch and go, What uh, time's the three o'clock train? <laughs> <too.">
5: <laughs> Getting on the train, kid.
4: There's Uncle Joe, he's a-moving <laughs> kind of slow. Will. Will?
5: Is this a Will or a Will?
4: Uh, will used, his, uh, used a fake name, I'm guessing. Will? Hello? You sleep? No. yoo Wait. Is that him breathing? No, I didn't hear him. We'll just put, Bye the, Will. We'll put Will on hold. we we'll go to the next can, one.
6: Ann, can you check on that Will there? In
4: Tammy, you're 32. Yeah. What's going on?
11: Well, um, I've been in a relationship for 15 years. and um, I've been married for 15 years. And um, it's always been a little bit abusive. And... Um, I've just recently gotten real serious about this has got to stop. And um, I've asked him to leave twice. And um, I had to get a restraining order on him um, like a few days ago. What's your question? And he wants to get back together. Of course he does. And I love him. that's
6: That's the abusing pattern.
11: I love him, but I don't know if I... To even try to work things out
6: or not. Didn't you say you wanted the
4: abuse to stop? Yeah, I wanted it to stop. Well, let's be fair, it's only been 15 years. Not been let's f- not uh, <laughs> jump to any snap it doesn't judgments all here. The time.
11: It only happens like every two months or three months.
4: Yeah. I, mean, I don't know any of abusers that abuse all the time. Well, let me do some math here. Uh, every two or three months, uh, times let's year, say five years. times, uh, 60, five, 70, 75, yeah, 75 times this has happened? Mm hmm. No, Well, it's only, it's not even a hundred.
11: And it hasn't been, I mean, it's just been bruises
4: and stuff. No, it's enough. But, uh, Tammy, you got married at 17? Yeah. To get away from your abusive father. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, hold on. i give Drew a dollar for that. <laughs>
2: Thank you.
4: Don't worry, they're all mine. Actually, that was your dollar. Screw <laughs> you. I could have figured that one out. All right. So, Tammy, you understand what's going on now, right?
11: Yeah, but I, I just keep on making excuses. For yeah.
4: Well, that's because you haven't done any work in the last 15 years. What do you mean? You haven't changed.
6: You haven't oh. changed. Yeah, you
2: know,
4: well, I mean, here's the situation, Tammy. Whatever it is attracted to uh, you to him... Or I'll tell you what it was, is because your dad was abusive, and that's what attracted you to him, like we always talk about on this show. And then in the 15 years that you've been with him, you haven't really done any work on yourself to get rid of whatever it was or get rid of that that attracted you to him. So that's still there. You're just I mean,
6: Acting you're, out the same thing over and over and over and over and here you are once again going you can't you're drawn right back into because and
4: out, you will go get with another
6: abusive you know, guy I, I've been thinking a lot about this and I think yeah I absolutely she'll get with another abusive guy I think that people get stuck in these these ruts, particularly in these kinds of behaviors because outside of that familiar realm of the object relation that is abusive. Is, is nothingness. They, they don't, like, It's like they don't even exist as a person outside of that. They can't imagine right. being outside of right. this way of behaving because it, it's uh, so much a part why, of who they are. Same reason
4: we invented God, uh, if you really want to think about it. To help us deal with that. Uh, uh, getting, wait a minute. You don't die. Uh, I'll tell you what you do. You go with your grandparents where the streets <laughs> are lined with gold. Uh, and your dog, Shep, will be there. Uh, yeah, okay. All right, well, that's better. All right, let's eat. That's not so bad. It's really the same concept, Drew. I hate well, to it, offend all the Christians,
6: but it helps it helps humans deal with the the nothingness that exists. They they can't get away from these these patterns without help, and the only way you can do it is with another person. I mean, that's why Adam always talks about therapy. That's why we sometimes suggest that. That's what that is. It's it's helping you grow out of that under the watchful and empathic connection with another person.
11: Well, I've been going to therapy for a year and a half. Good,
4: good. This is why you're starting this, to get away this from is, it.
6: Yeah, this is why you're thinking about stopping.
4: This is a good. Follow this impulse tammy that's it follow it that's what happens you know five years ago she probably wasn't even close and never would have dreamt of this yeah. She's getting some therapy you know helping herself out a little bit and now she's seeing and still may not be ready to make the move it's but a year and a half it took five years to stays with this stuff ugh. yeah nah. see see why i worry about you jessica <laughs>
5: So I'm, right now I'm a heroin addict who didn't go to college uh, and now in an abusive relationship.
4: I'm just saying go to rehab before you have a problem. <laughs> before you even try drugs, go to rehab. do you think that would work, Drew?
6: I've wondered about things like that. I don't know. We, we have, for instance, the question out there is on the table is, what do you do with the identified incipient addict? person that's got the gene, things evolving, you can see it. It's happening. What do you do
4: with that? You mean at age 13? Age or
6: you know, 16. They've had no real consequence yet, but you can see the momentum. You can see it start to build. No,
4: it. no, no, no.
5: Because then all day, say the drug was cocaine, mm-hmm. and you're going to be hearing, don't do it. You can't do it anymore. And all day long, for say you're in there for a month. Well, mine's going to be going, what Grapping is cocaine. this thing that people oh, are done. here she's, trying to get off done. of? Oh, no she's okay your toast. So. She, she is toast. Well, no. I mean, you, you tell people to go to rehab to learn how to get off a drug that they're never on. The only curiosity is going to go to, well, why are so many people on this drug? What's so great about it? Right, that's you know why. how to get off it. You're on con- you're in control cuz you've been to rehab. It's I'm not thinking that way. I'm saying that.
6: So but I'm not, I'm not saying though something you've never been on, but something you've developing a relationship with and developing momentum with. How do you, how do you deal with the incipient problem? How do you find the people to motivate them to do the things they need to do or to even get them to stop? Oh, cuz they really you, don't believe that. You, you got to yank, yank them,
4: them right out of society and into one of the uh, Adam Carroll reprogramming camps. <laughs> Believe me, we're gonna have a best softball some team in the West somewhere. Valley. Oh, boys, what a, Hey, could you give me? Uh, can you give me some kind of walk-on role or something on Doctor Quinn? Well, you, you want to be get, on
5: Doctor Quinn. Yeah. He's actually
4: going overtly. I'll be like uh, Zachary, the uh, retarded guy who goes through, who comes through town and chops wood or something.
5: You can be an extra, a hobo. <laughs> <laughs> you know like if you look at the screen in a certain way and like don't blink maybe we'll get to see it I'll, it'll uh, be a lot of fun
4: no i don't want to be uh, <laughs> i don't want to be one of the town's folks who gathers in with a pitchfork and a torch saying uh, yeah but uh, adam your line is Mugga Mugga <laughs> <mugger, mugger, mugger. laughs> hey, give me just a couple of words on that couldn't you you've been on the show long I- enough
5: i'll do my best
4: yeah you see, this would be genius. All people doing uh, doing shows should listen to me right now. I would come back on the air and I would talk about this episode. And you'd get huge ratings. Do you see? I see. Right. I,
5: will, I will work on that. Uh,
4: you'll probably have a piece of the show by the time you're 17 and a half. <laughs> hey. Oscar, you're 20.
14: Yeah. How you doing? I have a question. Uh, for the past two weeks, I've been having blood coming out of my semen.
6: Mm-hmm. Every time. Yeah. Is it overtly bloody, like the whole thing is blood, or just well, some the streaks? the
14: first time I noticed it, was all blood. Okay. And then after that, it's been clearing up a little. Okay.
4: Uh, is. is that uh, when you're going number one or number uh, semen. three? Semen. Semen. Oh, semen. Oh, I thought it just said it was coming out of its urethra. No. But, uh, it's in the semen? Yeah. All right. None in the urine?
14: Uh, I went to the doctor. They said they found a little trace. Yeah. But that's about it. It's okay. probably
4: just cleaning out the semen that was in there.
6: Right. And uh, what what kind of workup did you have? Excuse me. What kind of evaluation did you have?
14: Well, I had um they tested me for gonorrhea and chlamydia. All right. And they came back negative. That's it. Yeah. That's all they did. That's all. Oh, well, urine and blood. All
6: right. i I would suggest you have a little more done than just that. Uh, I mean, sometimes it's important to get the prostate. Screened and see a urologist, have an IVP, sometimes cystoscopy is necessary. I mean, there are other evaluations that can be useful in making sure this isn't something important. The, this is a common problem. The majority of the time, it is nothing. It's just something that, like a sort of a leaky blood vessel that springs a leak in there and uh, just causes oh. blood. But the, usually, it's, it's a little bit of blood. It's not overt blood like that. That, that kind of concerns me a little bit. Right. Certainly, a sexually transmitted disease, epididymitis, prostatitis can predispose. Does it have point.
4: that Thousand Island look to it? Excuse me? That is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Even I am disgusted. Well, you know when the ketchup gets in with the mayonnaise. We're,
5: we're done hearing this, Adam. Oh, okay,
4: I'm sorry. Yeah, for Christ's sake, Jessica, 16. Are you doing other drugs? Or are you doing drugs other than pot? That's a good. That's actually a good, good way to phrase it. You doing other drugs? No. Just the pot. Yeah. Okay. How'd you know he's doing the pot? Just, he's got that voice. Yeah.
5: Let's see if we can give him another dollar now. No, please. That's not worth oh, you're, a listen, dollar?
4: You're, you're very free with that money that's not <laughs> yours. That's, miss, that's not his. Uh, <laughs> miss, uh, I'm going to sue my parents at 17 and, uh, and waltzed in the mailbox for the rest of my life.
2: Oh,
14: God. <sighs> is there anything I should be real concerned about?
6: Or? No, it's very common. It usually is nothing, but I think you ought to
4: complete the evaluation. I really do. All right. Uh, Drew, like you read that next call. Drew. Oh, yeah, no, Drew. Doing, Drew. Adam. No, you're 21. Ah, uh, yeah. Jessica?
7: Yeah? Go to CSU. I guarantee you'll love it up here. And definitely talk to a good financial consultant away from your family and whatnot about your money. You got to take care of it. Uh, oh, thank you uh, for your Adam, concern. Adam, I saw that article about you in details. It was great. Oh. And uh, Dr. Drew. Dr. Yeah. Freudian, but it's very cool. I like it. Uh, my girlfriend has, like, these w- god-awful cramps.
4: Wait a minute. You go to Cal State?
7: No, CSU.
4: Uh, Cal State University. Colorado State University. Oh, 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 okay. Uh, and, I-
7: uh she's got these really bad cramps and i was just hoping that you could maybe tell me something that i could tell her that would help alleviate it
4: has she
6: been checked out to see what's causing them
7: yeah she's gone to doctors and stuff and or gynecologists and whatnot and there's nothing that, well just live with it and take uh whatever
6: non wait
4: aren't we going to csu to do some kind of yeah. thing in like if, uh, if, if the three weeks or something allow us hey we work. may be up there drew all
7: right you can stay at my apartment
4: Thank you. Yeah, I'm looking to I'm, I'm looking to a flop somewhere. Okay. We're going to we're going boys? to Boulder. Boulder?
7: Uh, no, we're in Fort Collins. Yeah
4: we're, yeah, we're going to Boulder. No, all right. Oh well. What do you know? Oh well. So what was the question? Cramps. So no, what is
6: she taking now?
7: Uh, just that blue stuff? Aleve.
4: Aleve. How much is she taking?
7: <sighs> so much, like yeah. so much that that's part of the reason I called because
6: it, it worries me. That she yeah. Comes
4: much of it. Yeah, and not are. Well, she shouldn't have to take that much of that. I've seen the commercial where the, uh, <laughs> the guy sees uh, yeah. shooing horses, oh, you know, God. and uh, oh, he conveniently eight eight he has uh, he goes, I used to have to take these, and he uh, opens his hand okay. and there's seven hundred uh, Valium <laughs> in one hand, and then he goes, or I'd have to take thirty five of these, <laughs> uh, or uh, just uh, a, a shaving, just a shard from one of these leaves.
6: Yep. Well, uh, six a day would be about as much as she should be taking of that. And, right.
7: Uh, can you, do you know of any, like, any uh, just prescription drugs or Well, it depends. The pro- I mean, treatment well,
6: or, uh, look, me. uh, it, again, it depends what the nature of the problem is. If it is just plain old dysmenorrhea, I mean, things like the oral contraceptive pill can be useful. Nonsteroidal, it, it is a prostaglandin-mediated inflammatory process, and so the nonsteroidal anti-inflammatories that affect prostate-mediated inflammation are effective. But they're not that effective, and they can cause ulcers, and they can be tough on the kidneys and tough on the liver. So it's something you want to avoid taking chronically if you possibly can. There's a, There's a a you, you asked about sort of a more natural kinds of products. There's something called oil of primrose. Uh, two little caplets of that twice a day have been shown to be somewhat effective in uh, certain premenstrual syndromes. But beyond that, it's more important to nail down exactly what's causing it, make sure it's not an ovarian cyst or endometriosis or an infection. There's even things like pelvic migraines and more obscure uh, kinds of problems. Please listen; I'm getting but, cramps. But she needs That's to, enough. she needs to get evaluated if the things are getting out of hand.
4: Jessica, nobody knows more about the vagina than Drew. Uh-huh. Nobody knows more about the parts of a woman than Drew. I would be humiliated if I was a woman having a man uh,
5: you know this much about us.
4: Yeah, I, I really would. I mean, uh, Drew. I, I would go with about 99% of women you know more about what's going on inside of them than they do. Do you have any questions for Drew?
5: Um, I can't think of any right now, but if I do, I'll I'll call in when I think of something and ask Drew. How's that?
4: Perhaps you could get Drew a gig uh, on the show. <laughs> you guys it's,
5: can all be on Dr. Quinn. I no, no,
6: no, be a technical no. consultant. No, technical oh, consultant. Already? And then Adam could be on the set the same day as a
4: walk-on.
5: You can be the first gynecologist. What
6: oh,
4: first in? America I can invent the speculum. Doctor right <laughs> there in the window.
5: You can like bring it in. You can be this like. And I could be man. the guy
4: working at the foundry, just uh, <laughs> banging away. You know, <laughs> shoeing a mule or something. And true, uh, <laughs> you would have to name me like uh, Pops Larson or something, though. And you come in and you say, you you have a uh, rough uh, sketch drawn out with a piece of charcoal on a napkin or something, or a uh, piece of burlap, and you say, uh, I, I'd be named like uh, Zachariah and ezekiel. Say, ezekiel Ezekiel, Ezekiel, uh, could you make this and uh, it 's got to be made out of something that doesn 't rust <laughs> and uh the big joke is I think it 's something for a horse, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you keep talking about she and I keep talking about horses, and it just goes on that the big running joke is I always think he 's talking about a horse, and then it turns out, uh, and then I think he 's having sex with the horse. This just off the top of my head, but it certainly could be worked <laughs> oh, into yeah, the this uh, is
5: next week. I'm telling you.
4: All right. Uh, no, you really could use Drew on the set there, just to Very say they didn't idea, invent Adam. that yet, or uh, this is um, um, Epstein Barr <laughs> virus, or some, some nonsense like that. All right, uh, Doctor Quinn, medicine woman, eight o'clock Saturday night, CBS. Eric. Yes, sir. You're 32. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah.
3: Love you guys and what you're doing. You're making a big statement for everybody. Thank you. Despite the cynicism.
6: <laughs> what great for you, Eric?
3: Um well, uh, divorced after seven years. I got two kids. Um the divorce is peaceful and anyway, I've moved on and I've met uh, the woman of my dreams. Um we were really good friends for about six months before we started going out and then um nope,
6: something wrong with the story already. A couple things wrong with it.
3: Okay. Started going out, uh, decided we were, you know, we're both single after a lot of long-term relationships and um, would see other people and uh, uh, kind of run into some snags. Uh, We're kind of uncomfortable with each other seeing other people. That time that we're apart, we both kind of moan and whatnot about it. Do you have a question? Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right,
4: that's enough. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> when we ask somebody who's uh, been on, it's it's very difficult to get through to the show. We have a large stone national audience uh, with a speed dial all hooked up, even if they can't use it, <laughs> and uh, they're calling in from all around the country. And we have—I get faxes from people all the time, an email that says, "Look, I've I've tried calling the show for three months. I can't get in, so I'm emailing you." And then I don't even have the simple dignity to write them back, which is really pathetic. But I still appreciate the email. The point is, is uh, we have too many people hanging on to have guys like Eric go. Well, so, uh, getting Eric to ask his questions is like uh, asking an old-timer directions. It, it really was. Uh, hey, Pops, uh, how do you get down to the old uh, Sutterman place? Well, uh, if in uh, you goes the crow flies, uh, Yeah. How do you get down there, pops? Well, it's uh, one of ten ways. Oh, for Christ's sake! All right, we'll put Eric on hold and he'll um, he'll uh, think about he'll what speed he did. himself up a little. I I hear that you have to leave us now.
5: Yeah, I have to work tomorrow. I'm really sorry.
4: uh-huh. And we don't. I don't have to haul <laughs> my ass in here at nine thirty at, at night. At nine thirty at night,
5: yeah. I go
4: at like right, nine thirty. L- let the me morning. explain. I have to be here at nine thirty. That means I have to be in my car by nine ten. Oh That means my I have gosh. to be up by eight thirty in the evening. I'll you be up at six thirty tomorrow morning. I'm
5: surprised you're awake right now.
4: I know it's very difficult, Drew. You'll be up at what time tomorrow? Six, six thirty. See, mm-hmm. I
5: mean, Drew and I know. You know what I'm talking about. You get yeah, a good, but I'm good staying till midnight. But you're used to that. All right. See? But what what
4: what time what time do you have to be up tomorrow?
5: I have I have to be up around seven
4: Uh. Tomorrow. Uh. Uh-huh. That's yeah, the
5: first no, news I'm up back and not home. I gotta go home. I gotta okay. drive home. All
4: right. That's all right. All right. There'll be no more Malibu's plugs for the show. <laughs> All right, no. Say, unless
5: you
6: get him on a roll, then he will talk about it incessantly <laughs> from now till God knows
4: what. No, no, it's just a uh, genius not putting me on uh, one of these shows. I'll tell you, I could really breathe some life into that show. Well,
5: I'll suggest it. I really it. could. With all my power, we'll see how far that goes, but I will suggest it. Yeah. If you really want
4: to be on it. Uh, Ezekiel the uh, Horseshior. <laughs> Just put that I'll out. Write
5: that down. Ezekiel, the horse sure.:
4: Ah, sure of horses. That sounds more noble. <laughs>
5: Get a little fancy here. All
4: right, yeah. Jessica Bowman is uh, leaving the building. You can find her on Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. That would be uh, eight o'clock on Saturdays on CBS. Thank you very much. Thank
5: you. Have a great night. Angela. Call
4: me when you turn eighteen, and uh, we'll run down to the bank together. It'll be like wait, a big party wait a second.
5: day. I'm, I'm uh, in rehab already. I'm married to a podiatrist. I'll, I don't have time. To I'll call pick this.
4: you up from rehab. Oh. This is where you sow your oats <laughs> before you marry the podiatrist. <laughs> okay. Me and you, we go on a binge.
5: And I, I'll buy you everything you want? Yes. That sounds like so much fun. And, and
4: uh, I'm talking about like uh, uh, diamond studded cufflinks Rolexes. and uh, swizzle sticks and just junk. Junk that's not good for anything.
5: This sounds like so much fun. I'm going to blow up college too.
4: Good, good woman. Well, finally. Uh, my plan <laughs> is taking shape, and we'll be back.
6: Well, our friends at Seat Geek aggregate tickets from every major ticket site online. They put them all in one place. You can make comparison shopping for tickets. Very easy. Very similar to a travel search engine like Kayak, something like that. But it is for sports and concert tickets. There's no better way to find baseball tickets this season. And if you use the promo code LOVELINE in the SeatGeek iPhone app, you will get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. Take less than a minute to download the app today. SeatGeek also has a technology called DealScore that calculates what every ticket in the building is Worth and whether the price you pay is worth it for that ticket. Pretty good deal. And one of the features I like most is their interactive stadium maps. You can see the ticket options mapped out to the row level at all Major League Baseball parks. To redeem your promo code and save $20 on tickets, Download the free SeatGeek app from iTunes Store and enter promo code LOVELINE in the app. SeatGeek will then send you $20 once you've made your first SeatGeek purchase of $100 or more. Download the free SeatGeek app from iTunes or Google Play and enter promo code LOVELINE today. The SeatGeek app is your ticket to your favorite team seats for 2015.
0: Hey, what the f*** is up? This is Mark from Blink-182, and you're listening to Love Loveline with Adam Krolla and Dr. f***ing Drew.
4: <laughs> I said to uh, Engineer Mike after Mark did that, I said, hey, that's cool. We should have all our guests do that. And he goes, uh, no, we shouldn't. It's <laughs> an extra five minutes of work for me. Every five minutes I spend editing uh, one of those bands drops is five minutes away from the porn on the computer. Alright, it is Love Line. The number one eight hundred L O P E one nine one. Is it the dentist again today? i uh, you know what? I'm actually getting my own chair over there. You know how uh, like when celebrities go to um go to um you know like a deli? For long enough, you know, like because George Burns or something. Get, like, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking I'm getting a procedure yeah. at my dentist. About oh, a, yeah,
6: an anesthesia?
4: Yeah, you're going to need a uh, crown, a filling, a um, uh, root C- canal. CC of Adam Carolla. And uh, an Adam Corolla procedure. Uh, really? What's that involve? A uh, lot of money, a lot of pain, a lot of hours. And we don't actually do anything. You just sit there with your mouth uh, gaping open while we make fun of you. Oh, please. Oh, please. Please. I have been to the dentist uh now this is uh I believe my uh sixth time in uh as many weeks. I've been going once a week for uh, since the summer began. And um it's been uh, just uh, riddled with pain and humiliation each time. All right. Today Somebody I was there the capacity to render you that one. <sighs> Today I had a very surreal experience at the dentist. And poor Ann has been going, too, but I think her procedures have been going a little better than mine. More but, nitrous? Uh, oh, I get the, uh, they strap the nitrous on me as soon as I walk in now. <laughs> Once you request nitrous, you get nitrous. I go in there to pay a bill. I get some nitrous standing at the counter. I really do. I'm reaching for my wallet. Uh, they strap the nitrous tank right onto me. I wheel it right out to the car. Um even since you freak out on it no oh, this is you know the thing is is after i do this nitrous i you know today i had to go at three in the afternoon so uh oh you had I'm, some today. i'm not right oh yes Okay. I, i'm telling you okay. i i go there uh to meet uh, get a picture with mr toothy they put the nitrous on me but here's what happened today drew and i want you just to picture uh surreal if you could first off the thing about this nitrous is, it is uh, as if you're in a dream world. Right. You're awake, but not really. Yeah. You, you care, but not that much. Right. You're you're really pretty out of it. Yeah. It really, really, what it does to you is it uh, it renders you unable to care. Thank you. man. So I'm lying down there, and I got the nitrous going, and they have oh the biggest breakthrough in uh, dental technology in the last uh, 50 years. They have uh, uh, cassette players. Uh, that you can put on uh. while you're getting the procedure done to kind of drown out some of the scraping or the uh, the drills or the screams coming from the stalls <laughs> next to you. So uh, we're kind of uh, – I showed up a minute late, and the uh, hygienist is standing there going, uh, come on, let's go, let's go, and I'm looking through the CD pile to pick myself out a selection to listen to while I'm being uh, scraped and nitrised and shot up and whatnot. And uh, I, I can't think, ah, oh, geez, oh, Jesus, uh, just a bunch of crappy CDs – and I grabbed her the Manhattan Transfer. Okay. Now, the Manhattan Transfer is a very established uh, quartet. Yeah. It's a jazz quartet. And great singing. And I thought, hey, you can't go wrong with the Manhattan Transfer. There's some nice harmonies. Yeah. What I didn't uh, know until I sat down in a chair and got myself strapped in, it was the uh, Manhattan Transfer does Christmas. Oh. Uh. So, this is totally surreal. Now, the air conditioning is on the fritz. As soon as I walk into the office, oh, Jesus Christ, because I can't stand this heat, in this valley and this city has been plagued by it for the entire summer, I walk in the office, it's 90 degrees in there, and I'm like, oh, Christ, what's going on in here? Uh, the uh, air conditioning compressor's on the fridge, you have to, okay. So now I'm under the lamp, I'm in the vinyl chair, it's 90 degrees in there, I got my mouth gaping open. I have the nitrous pumping into me, so everything's a dreamlike thing. She's scraping and drilling and gnawing away, and I'm hearing, chestnuts roasted on an open fire. And it's like, I'm just lying there going, oh my God, I'm dying. <laughs> there could be nothing further from Christmas. I, I've sweat through the, I've, uh, uh, uh sweat or sweated.
6: It must it must have sort of challenged your whole notion of what Christmas is and uh, you know why people sing those weird songs
4: my my sweat has bonded with the naga hide of the chair and I've spot welded my ass and back to the chair. Uh, I have nitrous in me so I'm feeling uh, like I, I don't even know if I'm alive or maybe everything's just a joke or if I'm <laughs> going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to be back in my apartment in North Hollywood the woman is scraping away <laughs> it's 90 degrees in there oh. I have a lamp that basically because I'm high on nitrous and because it's 90 degrees becomes the sun and I have passed out in the <laughs> desert and all I can hear is uh, the weather outside is frightful but inside it's so delightful <laughs> I thought I was going insane all right, uh, and If you go back to the dentist, do not get the Manhattan Transfer Christmas album. That's a huge mistake.
10: I grabbed the Sting.
4: Let it snow, let it. I, I listened to Sting the time before. Oh, we are simpatico, baby. Amanda. Hello. You're sixteen. Yes. Yeah. Um. um,
8: Okay, there's a static on. I sort of have a a, a problem. Well, I, I have a. a a gift or something um but it's a problem I, okay, I could um know what a person is thinking, and what's Adam thinking right now? oh uh, well, I mean, not all the time, but um, I know if someone's lying to me or not, mm-hmm. and um
4: I believe you
6: <laughs> by the way, this is the best <laughs> coffee they've ever made in this building before um, yeah, it really is what what is the deal
8: And... I, oh, made it. I get it. strong feelings if, if something is going to happen to this person, whether it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. And my friend was asking me questions about her, and I, I told her some things, and she said that that was true. And mm-hmm. And she asked me about her friend, and I told her that, Something, I feel something might happen to
4: her. I kind of miss the other caller now, don't you? Sorry, man. yeah? And what happened? Thank you, bye. <sighs> oh, boy. It's a teen angst night uh, tonight on Loveline. Well, that was a weird one. Yeah, no. I,
6: I was willing to talk to her about it, too. So.
4: Tina. Hey. Hey, you 23. Yeah. What's going on?
15: Um. Well, uh, i just got some problems that I've been deal- dealing with for some years already. And uh, let's see, how does it start? Well, I was sexually molested by a family member when I was quite young. And I suppose it lasted for a long period of time.
4: Which well, which member?
15: Um. Well, let me just put it this way. It wasn't a father or a mother. It was just somebody in the family.
4: Was it a
6: brother or a sister? No. Was it aunt or an uncle? No. Grandfather, grandfather? No. Uh, okay. The, the so dog that jumped on you. Something. Cousin or something. Okay. <laughs> anyways, and how
15: old were you? You know, I'm, I was. I'm just not sure. How old you? It f- was that long ago. And were you we uh,
4: before puberty? Oh
15: yeah.
4: And it, and it went on for some time.
15: Oh yeah. I mean, I just remember putting a putting a stop to it, like about in the fourth grade,
4: something. Okay. Uh, All right. Okay. And, and and this was a person you didn't see every day, but but. But I've seen him often. So on occasion.
6: Yeah, it was yeah. an adult,
4: not another child.
15: Uh, he was uh, an adolescent, I suppose. Okay. And uh, the strangest thing is that I just can't find any anger towards him. I mean, I I can go visit him and talk to him, mm-hmm. and just you know. Well, it's there. It's it's there somewhere.
4: How much How much older is he?
15: I don't. About nine years older, I suppose, or maybe more.
4: Uh huh. So he was um, uh, an adult.
15: He was adolescent. old enough to know what 58. was right and what was wrong. Well, she
4: was adult. She said, No, no, no. He was adolescent. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, nitrous. <laughs> yeah, uh, I heard Manhattan about that. transfer it
15: sounds fun. Well, let like,
4: it snow, let it snow. It's 90 degrees in it. here. I have some chick in my mouth. <laughs> let it snow. <laughs> there. Oh. Uh,
6: or was I, Adam? So, there, um, there is anger ab- about this somewhere. Know, is, is it been displaced see, anywhere? Is it directed at anybody else?
15: Know, yeah, it is. It's, I think it's directed towards my parents, towards myself. In
6: mm-hmm. what way?
15: I mean, I, I, I guess I could say that I've uh, been studying myself for quite a long time, and I know what makes me tick, and I've gone through the whole suicidal bit. I know what not to do and what makes me feel suicidal, so I know what to stay away from. But I mean, there's just certain things that I just don't know how to deal with. Like, should I tell my parents? Should I not tell my parents? I mean, it's been so long already. Mm. That, I mean, I feel like, you know, I think my parents can live without knowing that. I mean, it would just hurt them.
4: Well, but you don't hold them somewhat responsible uh, for letting this go on.
15: You know what I get mad at? I guess is that there was other issues in this in yeah. my family. You know, that just ticked me off you know that all my right. dad worked really hard and right. and you know and then he worked graveyard and whatnot and then my mom she didn't speak english and and so you know the whole school system was just yeah just crappy it was just
6: awful all right tina
15: so i don't know what to
6: i was planning you know, to be in grad yeah i There's mean
15: i want to know you know should i tell him should i not tell him mm. i've been told by different people well
6: not. what are you going to accomplish by telling anybody
15: You know, sometimes the only reason, well, there's two reasons, and that's what gets me all mixed up, is that I don't know if I want to tell them because I'm angry at them and I just want to hurt them, or if it's just because maybe if I tell them, maybe I can get something out, some other kind of feeling, because sometimes I feel numb towards this whole subject.
6: Um, I don't think think telling your parents is going to do much. I really don't. It is going to get some of the anger out, I'm sure of that. Um, but I, you know, I, I, you know, if you really want to work on this, go get some help and work on it it'll take a long time.
4: Yeah. All right. I'll go with that. I I believe there's certain things that need to be shared and then some things don't and that's for everyone to decide. But I think there's much too much made about this. Uh, I'm going to share it with the world. I'm going to write a book. Everyone's got to know it's going to become so cathartic and it's as if there is um it's like uh this is a tapeworm and i'll just pass it somehow and then uh, well, there'll be no residue and everything is going to be better well it doesn't work it, right, that doesn't way work i mean like that, you, you can tell your parents you can confront the guy so on and so forth it, but you may, can work through some of it that way but the, the majority of the damage is still done right. and that's going to need to be worked through in a therapeutic setting right it may help
6: Thank you it. embrace parts of yourself that you may have sort of walled off as a result of this but not much
4: okay I'm going to, uh, Drew's going to the bathroom, and I'm going to go um, uh, find out uh, what's left of my youth. I think I left it at the uh, dental office today. You know, when people start having public conversations with the psychotic voices in their own heads, well, you either get them a straitjacket or a podcast. For Phil Hendry, we chose podcast. Hi,
7: this is Phil Hendry. Which
4: seems to be the right decision, because since the world of Phil Hendry debuted at Podcast One, his audience has doubled.
0: Or was that the number of weird characters in his head? Well, I hope you're not referring to me. You better not be referring to me. Download a new episode of the world of Phil Hendry every friggin' day.
3: I thought it would be interesting.
0: Right here at
4: podcast1.com. That's PodcastONE.com. dot com.
8: Hello, my name's
14: Dickie Barrett. My name's Joe Gittleman. We're in the Mighty Mighty Boston, and you're listening to Line
7: With Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew.
4: I think I just belched up some nitrous, Drew. All right, that's enough of that for me. I'm just going to take the pain from now on. Phone number. Eh, screw that phone number. Laura. Yes. You're 24. Yes. What's going on?
16: Um, well, about nine months ago, I was diagnosed with HPV. And um, I've gone to the doctor and had abnormal Pap smears, but um, it's gone from mild to severe in about three months, and they really don't really tell me much, and I just don't know. I don't. I guess I just don't understand enough about what it is. What what is the HPV exactly?
6: Well, whether whether the abnormal pap or the wart. No, no, no it's, just right, it's wart virus. It increases the risk of abnormal paps. You now have an abnormal pap.
16: Okay. Um, what causes the severity to go from mild to severe in yeah. a short amount of time? Is this something I should be?
6: Uh, it doesn't sound like it was short. It sounds like it was rather typical. And if it's going to go from bad to severe, it goes from bad to severe. And that's why you monitor it carefully and regularly. So when it does start to progress you can hop right into it and take it off and take you know eliminate those those abnormal areas and then they're gone and that's it
4: what is the pap smear
6: pap smear is a scraping of the cervix. yeah but what's
4: the uh, p Papilloma. ah but it's not the papilloma no this it sounds like we're working at a bakery or something right. here <laughs> right <laughs> we have a uh loaf of the uh papilloma and the um uh, the, the pumpernicol pap- pap- papilloma and the papilloma <laughs> that's true um He's on his game, boy. Uh, so, wh- what does so so you have a so what does that mean when you have that uh, severe pap smear? It means it may be heading towards cancer, and so what you do is
6: get a colposcopy. Did you have a colposcopy?
16: Um, I've I've had one, and I have okay. another one scheduled. Okay,
6: and so and the doctor goes in and scrapes off or removes these areas through various means, depending on how severe and where it is, and uh, that's it. Okay, and then you he- go back to routine screening or careful screening.
16: Is, will it get better? I mean, because this has been going on for nine months.
6: and They will get rid of it, and then it may come back. That's why you'll keep getting careful screening. Well, think of, think about it like skin cancers. What if you had a bunch of skin cancers, right? Right? And the dermatologist said, you better come back every every six months. Let me, we'll look at these skin cancers. Oh, now there's a, there's a cancer there. Well, you got to take that off. Oh, you take it off. It's gone. It's gone. That's it. It's gone. But you're forming skin cancers, so we're going to keep watching you. Guess what? You'll have more. But we'll take them off, and that'll be that.
4: Yeah, but it's like if the skin cancer was on your liver is what it's like. No, it's not on your liver. It's well, a, it's up in you. It's
6: a pain in the neck. It's in a, in a place that you can't see. You can't see the doctor move it, but it is still a body surface. It's relatively outside the body, basically. And right.
4: the, I'm telling you, Drew, I totally disagree with this inside-outside-the-body business. You Listen, either you're in or you're out. It's, in a, it's not in a sterile space. So you're saying a tampon is outside of the body. Yes. Oh, please. It's outside the body when it's on the box on the shelf. Other than that, it's inside the body. Uh, Adrian. Adrian. Hello. Hey. How you doing? Good, Perky. You're 23.
17: (laughs) Yes, I am. Okay, I have a problem that I think Drew might be able to help me with.
6: Mm. My daughter
17: is in a guardianship with her grandparents. Your daughter?
6: Pardon? Your daughter? Yes. Is it your parents?
17: No, her father's parents.
6: How did that happen?
17: Dad was in the Navy in Connecticut, so when I went to school and was working full time as a waitress graveyard, and then school from eight in the morning to three in the afternoon, I just didn't have the money that I would need for childcare for her, nor the time that a four-year-old, well, three-year-old needs. She was three at the time, so. Uh,
4: drew has got a puss on Adrian.
6: Well, no, that still, still ha- that still doesn't answer my question. What happened? So you 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 were the answer. I guess you're giving us is you were working too hard, couldn't manage childcare, right. and handed the care over to the grandparents.
17: Right. They offered, and um, okay, I did, didn't know what else to do. I mean, her. the
6: way you said it. I mean, I'm I'm sorry to make light of it, but but either you're very guilty about it, uh, or you have some very heavy feelings about. It, you just don't want to think about it.
17: Well, I I was pretty guilty about it. But, you know, I finished through school. I'm graduated and working now, and I'm getting closer to the point where I can bring her home. So I knew, I know now, and I'm not, I don't feel so bad about it. I know that it was for the best for her. Hmm. Okay. a stable place. All right. I couldn't offer her. Okay.
4: What's the question?
17: Okay. I'm going to be bringing her home near the end of the year, mm-hmm. hopefully. How old is she now? She's four.
6: Okay. So it was a year. Pardon?
17: It was for a year, basically. Yes, okay. for
4: a year. Yeah, Drew.
17: And um, well, she, I just wanted to know what to expect, it, you know, any problems in bringing her home, emotional or whatever, and how well, to
12: deal with that with a four-year-old.
6: Hey, look, I, I'm not an
4: First ex- thing you want to do is you're going to want to adjust the environment so it's not such an abrupt change. Uh, right. I would right. suggest that taking some mothballs, spreading them around. Uh, get yourself a... Uh, this is Adam speaking. Get yourself a couple quarts of Bosco and uh, put that in the fridge. Uh, make her a nice tongue sandwich. Oops. And uh, <laughs> make sure she drinks out of those god-awful plastic tumblers. The sippy cups. Yeah, I don't know. What happens after the age of 50, you decide uh, glass is out the window. Uh, we'll be drinking uh, out of tumblers that not only are they tumblers, but they can be resealed. They, there's, a, there's a lid to them you can snap on. And and uh, start making powdered milk. Just another grandparent thing. Well, uh,
6: you you're probably not going to notice much, but the kinds of issues that I would assume a child in this situation would have would be abandonment issues, mm-hmm. uh, and issues of intimacy and empathy. And you're going to have to stay very carefully tuned in to where the child is, not do too much to prevent the feelings or to rescue the child from the feelings, but to allow the feelings and just be available to the child as the child has them and be consistently available. You're going to have to create a lot of consistency over an extended period of time, like years, in order to help the child heal the kinds of stuff that goes on mm. with these kinds of if extreme Grampy, changes. If Grammy
4: and Grampy were good, I, I don't think uh, yeah, they'll look, be in too much trouble. Are, there.
6: Look, at that age, mom is it. That is it. And distance from the mom
4: is felt. Mary, you're 18.
10: Yeah. um, Okay. I have a problem. Uh, There's this guy that I'm totally in love with right now, and he's the sweetest guy, but um, we're not going out right now, and I don't think he really loves me anymore, and that's about it.
6: Mm -hmm. So the reality is there's no relationship.
10: Well, yeah, there's no relationship. Why can't
6: now. you get
4: over it? You're not going out with him, and he doesn't like you anymore. Why can't you that get over be. it?
10: Well, he was my first.
4: How okay. long were you going out with him? Um, about three months. Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm. All right. There was never any relationship.
16: No, but...
10: I'm you don't lo-
4: love somebody in three months.
10: Yeah, but I've known him for a lot longer.
4: I love more at the three-month period, Drew. What are you talking about? That's where love is the strongest. Well,
10: that's the time that we were actually... Um, Together, But before that, we were seeing each other,
4: and, you know, we'd go out. All right, but he's not interested anymore, right?
10: Well, he tells me that he still loves me, and but whenever I talk to him on the phone, he's like, Yeah, I miss you so much, but it just it seems like when we're together, that he doesn't show any feelings towards
4: me. Mm-hmm. Well, you can only do one thing. Uh, get on with your life, and if he's truly interested, he will be back. He knows you're interested. He's got your number. No, he doesn't. But He doesn't have your number.
10: Uh, Yeah, that's another part of it. Uh, I told him that I was moving because I got kicked out of my house. And so I moved up to Corona. And I told him, yeah, I have um, a new number now. Do you want it? And he's like, well, why? Because right now he's living
2: with
4: um, uh, his aunt. The- hold on. Let's just stop right there. The uh, why part. Uh, would you like my new number, why? Not, that's that's close, slamming the lid shut, is what that is. Not yep. a good sign. Well, yep. his reasoning for it was That is that not that an endorsement he, of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, his reasoning is that he didn't want to call you.
10: He doesn't have enough money, really, right now to make long-distance calls.
4: Oh, okay. Oh, so it's a monetary issue. I see. Yeah, I didn't know. At first, I thought he wasn't interested in pursuing the relationship. But uh, old uh, Ma-, Ma Bell has come between you two which everyone knows that can, you know oh, that'll stop any guy. Are you kidding? Forget about love. I, I you know uh, Nate, my Catholic little brother, just talked to him today. I gave that guy my phone uh, call uh phone card calling number when he was 14. He was on the phone in Kentucky about 4 hours a day. Uh, long enough for me to get my phone shut off by the way. Uh, and the guy didn't have a penny in his pocket. Listen, the first thing you do is run up that phone bill when you're into somebody. Hey, uh, listen, uh, the bill, uh, money be damned. When you're into somebody, you're into somebody. You know, all of a sudden, turn into Mr. Frugal. Uh, the love is strong, but the uh, the phone is expensive, and we'll have to go separate ways. Oh, what people choose to believe. Listen, get on with your life. I hate to uh, deal out such tough love, but please, get on with your life.
1: Bye-bye. Be right back.
0: Yeah, Film Vault. Film Vault. Film Vault, Anderson. People need to know. The people need to know. They need to know. Know this. We do a show called The Film Vault. That's Anderson. I'm Brian Bishop. We're your hosts for The Film Vault, a weekly discussion of movies new and old. Big and tiny. Movies you may have missed, movies you shouldn't miss, and uh, everything in between.
3: Check it out every single week. The Film Vault on Podcast One. That's O-N-E.
4: You don't remember that? That, Where? uh, I don't remember what it was, but a whole long interview. No. no. Okay. No. All right. That's a uh, love line. <laughs> you work with Lycus too much, Engineer Mike. That's your problem.
6: Why? Is Lycus is a, a genuine radio professional. He does
4: good radio. That, that's all my right. The man doesn't sit down. Blah, blah, blah. What's going on today? Ladies, let me tell you something. When a man takes you out on a date and he spends $150, that's tantamount to prostitution. He wants sex. Let me tell the Ladies, let me hear from you. What's the phone number? I have it. Call in. <laughs> uh, that's like it does do, radio
6: the way that's the same voice you use for your stripper uh, oh, yeah, uh, like, like it sounds like a stripper dj for
4: <laughs> uh yeah he does his show standing up we wish we could do ours lying down <laughs> that is really the difference between what, the what, two what, shows look at me <laughs> drew's feet are propped up could you get any more comfortable you know what you need to start bringing in like uh, one of those lumbar pillows like, you know, they you, you use them in the yeah, car sure. for long drives. Yeah, and, and we get some smelling salts too, so uh, Drew can stay awake. All right. I want to thank the lovely Lisa, the beautiful Sherry, the um, Angular One producer Ann, and of course the One Nut Wonder engineer Mike for making it all possible tonight. And until next time, this is Adam Kroff for Doctor Drew saying Mahalo.
3: This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This
7: broadcast was copyright 1997
3: Westwood One 100- MXPX on Tooth and Nail
7: Records. Sit, Oboe. Oboe, stop dragging your butt across the carpet.
0: This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.